0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending the woman. And we are going to be talking about women and spending today, and especially in light of the down economy. And with that in mind, I wanted to share a little bit uh, from an article by Sarah Mahoney that actually is from late last year, but I think that it really still resonates today. And it's about women's new role as chief thrift officer. And I talk a lot about women being the chief purchasing officer. And I think that is migrating today to be really more in line with the chief thrift officer. And, um, you know, apparently, according to Sarah, they're enjoying this type of role. Uh, Groups like IRI and NPD have reported downturns in sales of convenience products. And when you're not going out and buying convenience products, it means that you're typically doing it yourself, whether, you know, you're eating more leftovers or you're actually baking from scratch. Um, In fact, I just baked a huge meal from scratch, Uh, for Easter Sunday. I thought I was going to die, but you know, it's like, why don't I do this more often? It saves a ton of money. It just takes some planning and some time. And I know we're all time stretched, but in this day and age, when you have to choose between time or money, a lot of us are choosing to give up on the time and baking from scratch is one way that you can do it. And uh, one of the people that I admire a lot is Marty Berletta. She's the president and CEO of Trendsite, And she's actually quoted in this article as saying that women do like feeling f- smart and efficient. And we do. We love Love to feel smart and efficient. And if there's companies that can give us a tool or a way to make that happen for us, we're going to reward them by giving them our money um, so that we can purchase that product or service more often. And all of us are in this together, whether it's gas prices, as Marty pointed out in some of her quotes in the in the article or whether it's the high price of groceries, we're all in it together, and we all like to share with each other of how we can find good deals and ways to save on money. Uh, In fact, when it comes to shopping, the Food Marketing Institute's reporting that 24% of shoppers say that they're buying private label brands almost every time out that they shop. And that's been growing over the last several years. And having a quarter of people willing to buy private label will tell you a lot about the way that they're willing to adapt. There isn't a stigma anymore about buying house brands as there used to be. It used to all be about name brands, name brands and being loyal to that name brand. And if you're a frequent listener to the program, you know that the loyalty just isn't as there as it used to be. And private label brands have really come into play. In fact, the Wall Street Journal recently christened what they call the new paradigm of consumerism, saying that once this economic crisis is resolved, that we all will have changed the way that we purchase things. And um, if you look at some companies that um, are really focused on value shopping, we know they're doing well, whether it's Costco or Walmart You know, they're doing a really great job by their consumers, and consumers are rewarding them. Now, according to Sarah in the same article, Gen X women are especially warming to the chief thrift officer role. And they are really focused in on those coupons, making that shopping list, and going after larger package sizes. You're going to hear more uh, in just a moment from my guest today about... How to Appeal to the CTO of the Home. And until then, we're going to talk a little bit about Gucci Girls. They're the focus of our purse profile. There's about 2 million of those women out there, about 29 years of age, college grads, single, unemployed, full-time, and they don't have any children to spend their funds on, so they're focused on themselves. Household income is about $91,000. Now, these women um, do love change and variety and style. They like to go out and just shop. They want to make a statement, um, and they're willing to try new stores and new brands. Again, not particularly loyal, as I talked about before. They um, go in, they're, they're drawn in by discount department stores. Uh, they do respond well to coupons, um, and that will get them into stores that they don't normally shop at. And they do like to entertain people in their home, so they're purchasing products that help them do that and do it well. At retail, they're focused on Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, uh, New York and company, Ann Taylor and Ralph Lauren. Um, For cosmetics, it's Almay, Mary Kay, Chanel, and L'Oreal. And for those designers, of course, they're Gucci girls. So they purchase Gucci products, Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, and Guess. Now, how do you get in front of this Gucci girl, this 29-year-old who has no children and money to spend? Well, they're reading a lot of magazines, as you would imagine, a lot of style magazines like Cosmo, Allure, fitness magazines like Shape and Self, and entertainment like Entertainment Weekly and um, The New Yorker. They're watching cable. E, B, H, one Oxygen, and Lifetime are big with this group. And they're also online a lot. MySpace, Travelocity, Blockbuster, iVillage, eBay, and USA Today are all very big with the Gucci girl. Well, as I talked about, I have guests for this program who know a lot about the chief thrift officer of the home, Heidi Mosbach, Director of Client Services, and Betsy Perez, Creative Director, both of SheHive. Now, SheHive is a division of Irvin & Smith Advertising and PR, which is a full-service marketing communications firm that specializes in marketing to women. They focus on four areas, financial services, education, healthcare, and retail marketing. So stick around, Heidi
1: and Betsy, when Purse Strings comes back after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are you
3: happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCredit.com, brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines.
1: XY7 and affiliate mark. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you don't pay payment. No ifs, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily, make a mad dash, sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance banks. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid for sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state-of-the-art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAGE. It's toll-free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. And I approve this message. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, SEO rock stars. Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today are Heidi
2: Mosbach, Director of Client Services, and Betsy Perez, Creative Director, both of SheHive. And as I said before the break, we're going to be talking about how to reach women during this down economy. Heidi and Betsy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. us. Well, first, for anyone out there who does not know about SheHive, I, I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to explain a little bit about the work that you do there.
0: Certainly. SheHive Marketing is a marketing to women division of Irvin & Smith Advertising and Public Relations. Irvin & Smith is actually a 25-year-old ad agency and public relations firm. We were started by two men, Doug Smith and Pat Irvin, but we've always been about 80% women. However, that's not why we got into marketing to women. We actually got into it because six years ago, TD Ameritrade, one of our largest accounts, gave us an assignment to appeal more to the women's market, and as we started doing testing, we saw a lot of successes and realized that these strategies would really help all of our clients. So that's when SheHive launched about two years ago, and we are specifically focused on consulting, research, interactive, public relations, and creative execution.
3: And our four areas of focus uh, are financial, education, retail, and healthcare. And so with with our consulting and with our our creative services we also train all of our writers and and developers and programmers and creatives so that they are able to execute the strategies that we put in place for women.
2: Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting that you talked about discovering that the strategies you put in place in women really apply to everyone else. And I totally agree. I think if you, we've heard over and over again, that if you meet the expe- expectations of women, you exceed the expectations of men. Um, tell me a little bit about what's kept you buzzing there at SheHive these last, you know, in the last year or so.
0: I would say the biggest change and the thing we're buzzing about the most with internally and with our clients is the social media strategies that marketers are starting to put in place, especially in these kind of economic times where marketing budgets may be getting cut. It's a great way to engage with your customers, get feedback, do research, and really um,
3: figure out what it is that your customers are saying about your brand and what they want from you. And we know, too, with women that third-party credibility is huge. So with these conversations, we're finding that women are actually taking action because it's not the companies out there saying it. It is their peers um, that are recommending these things. And with a lot of our clients, we're actually seeing, other than just the Google organic searches, that Twitter and Facebook are the second-leading referral sites. So it's also meeting business objectives, which I think is great for companies to hear.
0: And it's
3: interesting, too, how much
0: Facebook has taken off with the boomer market of women, which is completely underserved, as I'm sure you know. Um, But on Facebook, in between September and January, users over age 55 grew 175%. So it's an incredible way to reach those boomer women.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I was seeing a stat the other day that the fastest growing segment on Facebook is the over 40 group. And I can tell you right now, my husband spends a ton of time on Facebook. (laughs) And he's not a woman, but he spends a lot of time on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I can see it. He and his friends have totally reconnected on Facebook and he can't stop it. I think he's addicted. So I I absolutely see this happening in real life.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I was just at a, an Easter gathering, and my mother-in-law, who is over sixty, friended all of the family members. So it was the whole group of women—you know, older women, those boomer women—that were all talking about how they're using it and connecting with their grandkids and and everyone else out there. So it is it is interesting to hear them have those conversations.
1: Yeah, I can't wait definitely. to see
0: what's been the next one will be for the millennial women that are starting to be like, I don't want to be on my grandma's social media too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Facebook is passe for those guys. There'll be something yeah. better coming along. Well, I know um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is the economy and, and how it's really affecting women and their purchasing power. We all know, of course, the humongous power that, women bring when it comes to choosing what to buy for their homes and for their families. But I, and we all know, of course, that we're making different choices about what we buy, when we buy, and how we buy. Do, are you getting a sense there at she Hive that we're going to be seeing a light at the end of this dark tunnel anytime soon? You know, we can't really predict the future, but
0: where we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel is for certain product categories. Like, people are still spending money on do-it-yourself products. For example, TurboTax is having a great year. And they're also spending money on things for the home or things that they can
3: do as activities in their home. Yeah, we know, like, Hobby Lobby sales are up. Michael sales are up. There's, people are, are opting for those. Uh, things that they used to, to pay out to have done, they're doing themselves. Even just, I know Walmart sewing kit sales were up last month. So things, things that they can do on their own instead of paying someone for is definitely something that we're seeing more of.
2: Well, it's funny that you should mention that because at the top of the show, I was talking about how women are getting this really great feeling at doing things that they've never tackled before because they're forced to buy the economy. Are you hearing the same thing?
3: definitely we're hearing more and more women talking about how they they are enjoying getting back to the basics they they see it as an opportunity to spend more time with their kids it's teaching their kids the things that we used to do growing up and so there is a lot of satisfaction that's coming with just just going back to the, ba- the basics
2: you know it's interesting i know that companies are continuing to stry- to stay in front of customers during a time when we know people want to buy but they're just not buying um, and, you know, what What are you telling companies about how to continue to stay in front of their consumers at a time like this?
3: We really tell them you, you really need to make sure that your product or service falls in that need category instead of a want. People, because women are adjusting their spending, they, they aren't cutting out spending altogether, but they're looking at it as more of it's, it's actually going into the store with a list versus going on this spontaneous shopping so if you can get your product, the chances that you'll
2: survive this are a lot more significant. You know, I found that uh, you talk about a list. I've lived by lists <laughs> my whole entire life. And, and my husband does the shopping in our family, and he does a live by list. But now he's actually being forced to do so. And he's also looking at coupons. I would imagine... Things like coupons and sales and things like that are a real motivator for people.
0: Anything you can do to add value in this economy or exceed women's expectations so that you have the great price, you're on the list, you're a need, not a want, but if you have a great offer or a great coupon or you can add value in an unexpected way, Women will probably choose your product over the other one as long as the price point is still right.
3: Oh, uh, Target has a great coupon promotion too, where they have a clipless coupons. So we know women still are thrifty star, but they're looking for ways to cut costs. And so with that, instead of having to actually clip all the coupons, they send out the mailer where you can just rip off the. The coupon, and it's almost like a debit card where it will automatically take all of the items in your cart that fall under that, that promotion off without having to actually cut all of the coupons.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot.
2: That's very handy. And I would imagine that besides the messages of value that, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about how companies that give back to their communities also resonate high with women. Are those messages still resonating at a time like this? I think, I think they, they are, but
0: I, I think they come
3: lower on the list than other things. Yeah, we, we do know that, that with women, even though they are starting to control more, you know, are controlling more of the pocketbooks, they still aren't uh, as willing to give as some men. And so as as their roles are changing, we're seeing more of that. But during a down economy, they still are, are drawing back a bit.
0: I think the other thing that's interesting is women are looking to combine sort of sustainability, so that green messaging, with uh, also value message. So if you're more likely to buy Tupperware containers that you can reuse instead of buying Ziploc baggies over and over. So you feel good about that sort of cause messaging there, but you also are getting a reusable product that's good for the family budget.
2: Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And I would imagine at the same time that there are those messages that get them into the store. There's also some things that turn them off. Can you give some insight into the types of things or types of messages that keep a woman from choosing a product or a service?
0: Sure. We... Um, always recommend that companies really need to know their women and know their segment of women really well. So you have to just, you know, throw a picture of a woman and a baby or a woman and a puppy on your product or turn your product pink and then hope that it resonates. You really have to dig a lot deeper than that because
3: that is a huge turn off to women if you're just not doing the work completely. And, and making sure that your message is authentic and transparent. So, as more and more companies are moving into this social media realm too, you know, finding someone who is in that demographic, that that can speak like your target market, that is doing engaging in those conversations on behalf of of that audience, and then even just with your your promotions too, making sure that that they're authentic and transparent, so that
2: so that women really do resonate with that. Makes perfect sense. Well, ladies, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about marketing strategies that are working for some of your clients, some specific examples. I think those are always great ways to bring ideas to life and we can put them in some real context. So, everyone out there, stick around. More purse strings in just a moment.
1: Purse strings with Maria Retan is now on iTunes.
2: Write us a review and tell us how much you love us.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: SEOseq.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOseq.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOseq.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a
1: free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. You're listening to Purse
2: Strings. Joining me today is Heidi Mosbach, Director of Client Services, and Betsy Perez, Creative Director, both of SheHive. And we've been talking about what companies can do to market effectively to female consumers during this down economy. We've heard tons and tons about it. And uh, right before the break, um, I mentioned some real-life examples that maybe you could bring to life through your work there at SheHive about how your clients are trying to stay afloat and appeal to that woman, that chief purchasing officer of the home in, in kind of harsh times like these?
3: Yeah, really What we're some of the strategies that we're seeing work is really just engaging with women where they already are. So one of the campaigns we've been working on is with TD Ameritrade and Susie Orman. Uh, they have the partnership that is the Save Yourself program. So it's a really a women's movement, a financial women's movement. And what we've seen there is that we already know women are at events. We know women are online. So, through a lot of non-traditional efforts, such as you know just the PR and online, instead of the big media spending the big media dollars like Ameritrade has traditionally done in the past, we found those efforts to be very successful with engaging women in 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 that campaign.
0: Another great example of really bringing going to women in a, instead of putting a campaign out there and expecting them to come to the campaign is something we did for ear Check. Ear EarCheck is a product that allows moms to test whether or not their children have an ear infection and whether or not they need to go to the doctor. So it's a huge comfort thing. It's, it works kind of like a thermometer where you stick it in your child's ear and then sound waves bounce off the eardrum and measure the fluid a child's ear. But the problem was that moms just didn't know about it. So Earcheck hired us to supplement some of the traditional efforts they were doing in print, etc. Now all of the retail needs had already been negotiated, so we couldn't come out with like a great end cap and really grab moms' attention in store. Instead, to do social media and engage with all of the mommy bloggers and all of their audiences to get women to hear about it and start talking about it. So that worked really, really well for them. I think we got over 70 blogger reviews in like a three-month time span and tons of Twitter conversation.
2: Well, and you talk about having a product that women want to have and feel like they need, and that's what prompts them to buy. You mentioned that um, in the before the last break. I would say that I would definitely need ear check. I mean, I can't tell you I have an 8-year-old and a 4-year-old. <laughs> and uh, especially with that first kid, I was t- completely freaked out that she would have an earache and I would never know. So I would say that that is a, a great example of a product that even though she may never have heard about it before, the minute she does, she realizes she absolutely has to have it. Is that what you found out? Yes, That exactly. is
3: exactly what the conversations are saying. And, it, and it's a great conversation, too, with the down economy because a lot of People are concerned about copays and, and with ear infections. If, if your children have them, you often find yourself at the doctor's, often paying copays, and uh, a lot of times it's not an ear infection. So this, this calms those fears by just knowing, okay, what is it that my child has? But it also eliminates some of that extra spending that you have to do just with the healthcare industry.
2: And I would imagine anything that you can do to alleviate stress in a woman's life, um, waylay any fears that she has, and at the same time save her money, that's a home run product right there. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Now, I know that um, we've talked a lot about some ways that you'd be connecting with female consumers, being authentic, having products that are a have-to-have, not a would like to have type of thing. But if you had to narrow it down to three things, what would you say are the three things that companies should be doing right now to really get in front of those female consumers and captivate them?
3: Well, we kind of touched on them already. You know, I do think it is that being a need, not a want. The going back to the basics right now, uh, if you can capitalize on some of those efforts. I know uh, just with even gardening is up this, this year, sales seeds were up 19%, and so there are a lot of landscape companies that are looking at this as an opportunity and creating that gardening as an add-on package with their current landscaping efforts. So so getting back to the basics and, and creating an opportunity out of that, and then just calming our fears, you know, addressing those fears head-on. Hyundai did a great job with their assurance program, and they're seeing great results because of that. You know, their sales were up 14% last month, and, and that really is, you know, women might need a car, but they were very scared about going out and purchasing it in a time where they're not sure if they can make their, their car payment in a month or two. So that really just addressed it. But but the companies that can look at these concerns and see it as an opportunity uh, are, are some great things that they could be looking at.
2: Yeah, and I would say, too, that, um, you know, I've, I've read a lot, and at the top of the show I also mentioned a little bit that, this is truly a shift in how people are purchasing. I know that the economy being what it is, it seems like, you know, maybe it's a two to five year type of shift. But other people out there who are much wiser than I say this is a seismic shift. People are have changed the way that they purchase things and it's going to stick. We're not going to revert to the old ways of, um, you know, the 1990s, the early 2000s. Would you agree with that when the economy rebounds that our approach to spending will really never be the same?
0: I do think it's going to have a huge effect on that. And I think when you look at it, especially from a generational marketing standpoint, things like what's going on now, this historic recession, really affect different generations. So when we look at the millennials who are going to be the next big generation that will be our big spenders, this kind they're the ones you know, trying to find jobs right now or maybe being first cut from companies, they are going to turn into kind of more of a save generation where they save for things and then buy them. So it'll be interesting to see if this cycle then was with how that will continue through the generations. But I do think people will change their their habits for the long haul.
2: Well, I happen to agree with you. I know um, I talked a lot about my husband in this in this radio show, and for those people out there listening today who don't know, my husband stays at home full time and takes care of our kids and so therefore, he shops like a woman. I always tell him you shop like a woman uh, but and I would agree that I see the the change in his approach and I look at the money that we save and together as a couple we're like, well, why weren't we doing this this way the whole time? You know, why did it just force, this economy just force us to approach this um, and, at this time? And so I I agree with you. I think that um, for people it's a smarter way to spend. You get a sense of thrill out of saving a dollar or two and you can repurpose those funds in more meaningful ways. So, um, I, I absolutely agree with you. Well, we're, we've run out of time today. Was there any last, um, you know, moments or thoughts that you wanted to share before before we have to say goodbye?
3: Um, I, I think it goes back to, like you said earlier, it's, it's for a woman, if you can exceed those expectations, it's... It's a great way to connect with them, and it's a great way exceeding their expectations even in the downtime by making sure you really understand that audience and know what their what their needs and expectations are at, at this point in history is is the best way to make sure that you're you're gaining their share of of wallets.
2: Yeah. Well, Heidi and Betsy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank,
0: thank you, Maria. Maria.
2: Yeah. yeah, well for those people out there who've been listening to Heidi and Betsy and want to learn more about SheHive, just check out their website at shehivemarketing.com. And thank you to George, my producer, for another great show and join me next week for another edition of purse strings tuesday three o'clock i'm going to be joined by nancy weber chief marketing officer at meredith publishing and we're going to be talking about gamma women now you learned a little bit about gammas right here on purse strings last fall well find out now what gammas are doing and where they're going it's a whole new world for gammas that's next edition of purse strings right here and until then make it a great one